Welcome to LifeWords Day by Day. Let me catch us up to speed from where we left off in Acts chapter 21. In Acts chapter 21, Paul was resolved in the Holy Spirit to get to Jerusalem, and he makes it. He wanted to bring an offering to the church and show them that the Gentile believers all over the world were truly converted and were supporting the believers in Jerusalem. After his visit in Jerusalem, he had hopes of going to Rome to preach the gospel. Well, when he arrived in Jerusalem, James, the leader of the church there, said, Paul, we need to show the Jews here that you're not speaking against Moses or the Old Testament because everyone thinks that you are. Everyone here thinks that you're telling all the Jews to forsake Moses. So how about this? How about you take these four men who are under a vow and pay their expenses so that they can fulfill their vow? And this will show everyone that what they've heard about you is simply not true, that you actually honor Moses in the Old Testament. So what does Paul actually believe? Because it seems like there could be some truth to the accusations being made against Paul. The reality is that Paul was not willing to place Jewish customs on Gentile believers as a condition of their salvation. You remember, that issue was settled back in chapter 15, and it's even repeated in this chapter in verse 25. Paul was fine with Jews honoring Jewish customs, but it wasn't to be forced upon the Gentiles. But the rumor was that Paul was teaching all the Jews to abandon their heritage. Well, that simply was not the case, and the Jerusalem elders wanted Paul to do something to prove the point. So Paul goes along with their plan, and as he's going into the temple... Some Jews from Asia, they saw him, and they started telling everyone that Paul was the man who was stirring up trouble all over the world, and that they had even seen Paul take a Gentile into the temple beyond the place where Gentiles were allowed to go, thus disregarding the Old Testament law. Well, Paul really hadn't done such a thing. Read the text with me. Acts 21, verse 27. When the seven days were almost completed, the Jews from Asia, seeing him in the temple, stirred up the whole crowd and laid hands on him, crying out, Men of Israel, help! This is the man who's teaching everyone everywhere against the people and the law and this place. Moreover, he even brought Greeks into the temple and has defiled this holy place. For they had previously seen Trophimus, the Ephesian, with him in the city, and they supposed that Paul had brought him into the temple. Then all the city was stirred up, and the people ran together. They seized Paul and dragged him out of the temple, and at once the gates were shut. Look at those last four words. The gates were shut. At once the gates were shut. Quickly, emphatically, decisively. The message and the messenger had been locked out of the temple. The place where the message and ultimately the messenger once resided, where it was once on full display in graphic imagery through the priesthood, through the sacrificial system, through the utensils that were used, and even through the drapery, all of it proclaimed the holiness of God and the need for a pure and perfect atoning sacrifice. But now that message, the message proclaimed by Paul and the messenger, Paul himself, had been shut out. Those four words are not a commentary on the failure of Paul, but a commentary on the hardness of the hearts of the people and the decisive action of God. You know, the book of Revelation speaks of Christ as the one who holds the keys to the kingdom and has the authority to shut doors that no one can open. 
I oftentimes tell our church that we do not dictate terms to God. And we never know when his spirit will lay conviction upon our hearts again. He's not under any obligation to do so, but we are under obligation to respond to him. So don't put off what God is doing. Don't shut the door. Don't lock out the message from your heart, from your life, thinking that you will respond to it some other time because it may not be just you shutting the door. It may be the Lord shutting it permanently. That's why we here at LifeWord encourage you and plead with you and pray for you to walk with Jesus day by day. When you pray today, please remember Justin Burden and his family are missionaries in Mississippi. Also remember the Dong Mei LifeWord broadcast in Ghana.